Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipt. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got a few interesting news stories and numbers to talk about as Hollywood focuses on Black Widow. But let's start with the numbers. So opening in first place is Space Jam, A New Legacy, with $31.6 million. Dropping to second place is Black Widow, with $26.2 million for a total of $132 million. In third place is Escape Room, Tournament of Champions, which opened to $8.8 million. In fourth place was The Boss Baby Family Business, with $4.7 million for a total of $44.6 million. Lastly, in fifth place was The Forever Purge, with $4.1 million for a total of $35.9 million. Alright, so some interesting numbers here. First off, Space Jam did a bit better than I expected, considering the poorer reviews. And yes, the movie is not as good. I've watched it. It's... It's not that good. But this is a case where the star power behind it with LeBron, a return of Looney Tune characters, as well as the fact it's a movie for families, gives it the momentum it needed. I think this also shows that no one truly wanted to watch it in the heights. Now, a curse movies have had since the big reopening is a steep second weekend drop. Can Space Jam make its way 200 million if it has the same drop? Probably not, but assuming it can hold on after it, I can see it making at least 75 million domestic. Now, now speaking of second weekend drops, Black Widow had a steep one dropping 67% from its opening weekend. This makes it the steepest drop in MCU history, with Ant-Man and the Wasp behind it at a 62% drop. Now, I'll be talking about Black Widow in a few minutes, so I'll keep my thoughts brief here. This was inevitable. Now, looking at Sony, unless numbers pick up, which they won't, or VOD sales are strong, Escape Room does not look like it is the new horror franchise they hoped it would be. This opened considerably weaker to the first one, and from what I'm seeing online, no one is talking about or cares about it. Let's talk about the Chinese box office, where we have to thank the doctors here for keeping the box office alive. The movie that opened in first last weekend stayed in first, which of course is Chinese doctors with 44.4 million for a total of 138 million. Its second place was a musical called The Day We Lit Up the Sky, which opened to 11.9 million. Opening in third place was Master Ji Gong, which is an animated film with a weak 3.86 million. Right, right behind it was a new comedy movie called High Brother, which opened to 3.24 million for a fourth place finish. And lastly, in fifth place was 1921, which made 2.6 million for a total of 71 million. Right now, Chinese Doctors is the only movie actually able to deliver a great run at the box office, and even with a bunch of new releases, nothing else is grabbing audiences' attentions. Who knows, maybe in China, the movies are not being advertised as much, but it's hard to think what else the reason could be, besides that they are not interested. Now let's look at the international numbers, which for the next few weeks might not be as big as they could be. Due to rising cases in some areas, there have been more restrictions put in place in Australia and in South Korea. Then we have Japan hosting the Olympics, while also dealing with a rise in cases, so that is going to be a mess over there. Good luck to that. Still, the biggest movie around the world was Black Widow, making $29.9 million internationally, for a worldwide total now of $264 million. Space Jam A New Legacy opened at $23 million internationally, for a worldwide opening weekend of $54.7 million. F9 is about to hit $600 million worldwide, with it now at $591.2 million thanks to another $28.6 million made internationally. Escape Room Tournament of Champions made $3.4 million for a worldwide 
opening total of 13.3 million. The Boss Baby family business is at 48.3 million worldwide, but to be fair, it is not in most markets yet. Finally, the Forever Purge is at 48.4 million worldwide. With the numbers out of the way, let's get to the real story this week, and that is theater owners in America are now voicing their unhappiness about Disney, specifically how they handled the Black Widow release. So yes, the drop from last weekend was significant, and NATO, the National Association of Theater Owners, is using this as proof that its release on Premier Access is the reason for it, and everyone is losing money. Here's a quote from the statement they released over the weekend. Quote, Despite assertions that this pandemic-era improvised release strategy was a success for Disney, and the simultaneous release model, it demonstrates that an exclusive theatrical release means more revenue for all stakeholders in every cycle of the movie's life. End quote. It has also not helped Disney's case that while they talked about Premier Access numbers for its opening weekend, there was no update on sales this weekend. Is it at 70 million now? 100 million? We don't know. NATO did decide to go all out with this statement, by the way, with them referencing password sharing of Disney Plus accounts, how many, wa- how many are watching at a time, and how this has given rise to piracy, thanks to more clean copies that are available to rip and post online. And to be fair, Black Widow is the biggest pirated film since Wonder Woman 1984, so they're not exactly wrong there. Talking hard numbers, they expected the movie to open between 92 to 100 million. Disney has not responded to this press release. Alright, now I can offer my thoughts on this. First up, I will say NATO does not look good here. Which is different from last year, when they looked more innocent, studios kept messing with them. Like last year, I honestly felt bad for them. But here, they're being a little disingenuous, I gotta say. Yes, they are absolutely correct in that Premier Access affected box office numbers. However, the key thing here is the second weekend drop does not mean much looking at the bigger picture. Both F9 and The Quiet Place Part 2 had steep second weekend drops and then liked it out. Now, yes, Quiet Place Part 2, I think, was like a 57, 58% drop. So, you know, about 8 to 10 uh, difference from Black Widow. And then F9, it did have 4th of July uh, right after it. But still, those are two big, especially F9, blockbuster movie. And it did have a similar drop. I, I don't think that can be ignored. And to be fair, it does not help that they didn't say anything about those because those were exclusive to theaters and you wouldn't want to shoot down their theory, right? Again, their theory is it only dropped because of Premier Access and because of Premier Access, there's Horizon Piracy and password sharing accounts. So even though, yes, slightly due to the holiday, F9 had a similar drop, they're not saying anything about that because, well, that was exclusive to theaters. And same with The Quiet Place Part 2. And they are right, though. They are right. And that password sharing and piracy is an issue with these, with these uh, kind of releases. But what do they want? Personally, I was thinking Black Widow ends up around 200 million domestically at the end of its run. At this point, it's looking not possible. But at this point, if it can leg it out, I think 175 million is possible. Which right now, if it can finish at 175 million, that would make it the biggest domestic movie since the pandemic started. So while it's not two or 220 million that everyone hoped until what fucking Shang Chi or Spider Man comes out. Uh, or Bond, um, this is the number one movie in North America. And again, besides, what else do they want? Uh, assuming no more changes, Jungle Cruise is the last simultaneous release from Disney. As of now, that they're done. 
They're done. They're done doing it. Uh, Free Guy and Shang Chi. You get your 45 day window. It's not as long as obviously the theaters would like. They would prefer the old fashioned almost three months. But they're getting the exclusive window starting in August. Now, to be fair, if there's something we've learned this pandemic is the studios will say something is happening right up until they switch their mind at the last second. So we'll see. There is obviously the Delta variant. Will the rising cases, but maybe not hospitalizations, will that affect the box office? If it affects the box office, Disney might be like, well, you know what, Shang-Chi's going Disney Plus as well. There is that chance. I'm not going to rule that out. But at this point, it does seem like the theater owners are complaining, but there's really nothing they can get out of this. Like, Disney rarely renegotiates rates, so you're not getting that. So this also goes into another... And this is a personal opinion of mine, but maybe the movie didn't warrant repeat viewings, right? Like, it's not a bad Marvel movie, but it's not great. Again, personal opinion on that. But then I realized that there's one thing that they should have mentioned, is that repeat viewing business is actually severely impacted by premier access. Repeated viewings, at least for the big, big MCU movies like the Avenger ones, that's what made them so much money. And now if I wanted to watch it again, I'd just buy it on Disney+. Plus. They could have made that case, but I guess not. Uh, and then, look, as for Disney, they're not the innocent entertainment company here. If they were going to be more open about premier access numbers, they should have kept us updated. That transparency was nice. Now it looks like they more they just wanted to save themselves some bad headlines last weekend, and they spun it into positive ones. Now that it's out of the way, they are back to being a, a top secret. Again, are we going to see the numbers for Jungle Cruise next weekend? But my personal belief is... I do think, with obviously them knowing old numbers, I don't think they want to do premier access if they don't have to. I think there probably was a steep, steep second weekend drop on premier access numbers, and that's why they're not talking about it. Because if they came out and said, well, we're at 80 million now, that means you went from 60 million in three days in sales to an additional 20 million in over a week. That's not good. So I think I think there's just hope in the Delta variant kind of you know, they ride out the Delta variant wave and then they can just keep going with the box office first and theaters first, but we will see. Speaking of the Delta variant, cases are on the rise around the world again for COVID-19 and different restrictions are being put back in place for Los Angeles County to reenacted the mask mandate where indoors vaccinated or not. So this would include movie theaters. For the county, that is the only restriction brought back So for movie theaters, for example. So there's no limit on capacity yet, just, just the masks. In Europe, France, and Greece now require proof of vaccine to enter certain places, including restaurants and movie theaters. In China, the same thing is happening across a few provinces, not across the entire country yet. And the restrictions do not apply to a few groups. If you cannot be vaccinated for medical reasons, or you got your first shot and you're awaiting your second, or if you are under 18. Personally, I think this is what more and more places should be doing if the vaccine is widely available for these countries, which it is. I think once the vaccine is very easy to get in the country, the vaccine passport for at least indoor venues makes sense to help reduce the spread of the virus. The faster we reduce the spread and get more people vaccinated, we can end the pandemic. I'd personally like to go to a theater and not have to wear a mask. Now, yes, technically, I don't have to where I am and I'm vaccinated. But with the Delta variant, you know, I kind of don't want to take the chance. Like, we were almost there at the beginning of the summer, but then Delta came and now we're... At least America has toned that line of either this is just a small blip and we're going to get out of here fine or we're going to go back into another huge wave. We'll see. 
Looking at other news in Hollywood, it has been confirmed that AMC is taking over the two theaters in Los Angeles from Pacific Theaters after they went bankrupt. The two are the Grove and the Americana. AMC is expected to reopen both for business sometime in August. Dwayne Johnson has said that filming for Black Adam is finished. He has been teasing the movie with some set photos, and from what I could see from the suit, it looks good. Movie is still, uh, still set to come out next July. Marvel Studios also seems to have found a director for Blade. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and it seems they are looking to close a deal with Basim Tariq to helm the film. I have not seen any of his work, so I don't have an opinion if he is a good pick or not. I'm happy that the movie is moving forward. It did seem it was spinning its wheels for a while. For new trailers this week, we got a first look at Jackass Forever, The Last Duel, and for Malignant. Malignant. Feel I'm saying that wrong. Now for VOD Premium, where we go to HBO Max, where Warner Brothers is looking to finish up their search for who will play Batgirl. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and the shortlist for the role includes Zoe Dutch, Isabelle Merced, and Leslie Grace. I don't know much about them, so I won't comment on if they are good choices or not. I will say it's good Warner Brothers is moving forward with the film, and I'm really curious how the budget for this will be. Like, I don't expect it to be a major blockbuster, but can it look good enough to say it could have been made for theaters? I'd hope so, with the money they're putting into Game of Thrones spin-offs. Uh, I hope they can also put that money into DC movies like Batgirl. Quick update on Netflix, as they've had their quarterly earnings report. They only gained 1.54 million new subscribers during the quarter, making a worldwide total at 209 million. What was interesting from this, though, is that from the United States and Canada, they lost 400,000 subscribers. In their report, Netflix says that they expected it, but still, I think it is a sign that competition, at least in the United States, is heating up. Most countries don't have HBO Max, Peacock, or Paramount Plus, so unless their local streaming options are providing good choices, Netflix remains the king in most areas. Now, for them only gaining 1.5 million subscribers, that is not surprising at all. They had a big jump the last year due to the pandemic, so a slowdown was expected at some point as people focus on going outside as much as they can. I guess I'm curious what their ceiling is worldwide. 225 million? 250? Right now, they are never getting into China, so possible countries to expand to are limited. Them and Disney Plus are the, only, are the ones to follow to see what the limit of a worldwide streaming service can be. That will be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, do you think it was a smart move by NATO to publicly denounce Disney over their release of Black Widow? Let me know on Facebook, link to the page in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.